Corinthigration, Strangers in Paradise. Strangers in Paradise? Welcome to Corinthigration. I'm James. And my name is Stefan. And this is the podcast where we have conversations with people all over the world who've come to Corinthia. In unserer letzten Folge sind wir gemeinsam mit Maria und Arles von Katalonien nach Kärnten gezogen. Und was gefällt Maria in ihrer neuen Heimat am meisten? Safety. Safety in general is here. Wow. For us is this very... Wir schätzen das. So that children go to school at the age of six alone. This I, I couldn't believe it. Because in, in Spain you, you cannot do this. And we had our youngest son and he started going alone to school. Okay. We had to, to be quiet and calm and we, we, we love this. So we, we know that here life is safer than in most of the countries in the world. Heute freuen wir uns, Richard und seine Frau Isabella begrüßen zu dürfen. Richard hat es aus dem Süden Englands nach Kärnten verschlagen. So, what brought you to Corinthia? Love. It came at a time when I uh, wanted to leave my family business and as with many family businesses, um, relationships can be a bit difficult and at the time things were difficult so meeting Isabella the year before this really gave me the impetus to decide to move over here. So I sold everything lock, stock and barrel and moved, moved here. Risk taker. Yeah, at the time <laughs> we didn't see it as a risk, did we? No. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow we thought this would work out, no question, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was a real adventure really, quite a large step to, to take. And Isabella, what drew you to this southwestern England lad? Es war einfach so, als würden wir uns schon ewig kennen. Das ist dieses typische Gefühl gewesen. Also wir haben uns getroffen abends nach dem Skifahren und da haben wir uns einfach so unterhalten über unsere Leben. In English, we yeah. would say we were on the yeah. same wavelength yeah, from exactly. the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a ski holiday. Yes. Aha, yeah. where? Yeah. In Obertauern. On a tea barrel. So, uh, yeah, exa <laughs> yeah, exactly. On um, um, Schlepplift. Yeah, yeah genau. Und der, und der Richard, der ist, um, also er ist zufällig wohl reinkommen zu mir und dann hat er das nicht können. Yeah. Er ist ständig hat er mir rausgezogen. Wir waren immer am Abgrund mehr oder weniger rauszufallen und, äh, und ich habe immer gesagt, äh, ich habe nicht einmal gewusst, dass er Engländer ist und ich habe immer gesagt, ein bisschen weiter rein, ein bisschen weiter rein und, und er hat mich eh nicht verstanden. The next day the und confusion then, was... Uh -huh. mm. And then uh, we were always struggling and somehow this made the, the conversation so easy and then when we were up there, Richard asked me whether I would like to have a supper with him. The interesting thing was the next day when I mentioned the tea bar, because oh, yeah. we call it a tea bar, you know, this, and uh, Isabella was a bit confused as to where we were meant to meet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought in a bar where you drink tea. Uh, yeah, well, the uh, like their tea. Yeah. Absolute, yes. And, uh, and the other thing was, um, my, I was with my daughter. I had a daughter, 10 years old. And uh, so I said, yeah, well, I must bring also my my girl with me, yeah, because we are here together. 
And she said, you're fine, no problem. The rest is history. Later oh. on, it was <laughs> then, not a problem. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I retired from the family business. The family Got business it. is still operating. Okay. So when I first came here, I just relaxed for the next uh, six months, and then suddenly I realized I couldn't keep on doing this. So somebody was told me that they were looking for an English teacher, and I went for an interview, and I was started teaching here in the Volksschule for about seven or eight years. Yeah, it was great fun. I mean, I wasn't trained as a teacher, but in my company, when I many years ago, I was in charge of staff training, although obviously teaching seven-year-old children is some, some different. <laughs> children there, apart from one or two, knew no English, so really had to start from basics, you know. And this sort of, I used my imagination in order to involve them in many practical issues. In addition to uh, a job, I, I did a little bit of, um, not translation, but correcting with uh, translations for restaurants and hotels in the area. One of the advantages was, instead of being paid, we used to get yeah. free meals. <laughs> they invited us for it, yeah? yeah? I mean, I'm a very social person, so I need to socialise and meet people so that, um, in terms of the school and also doing work for hotels or restaurants, this gave me a, a stepping stone in making friendships. He's really very good in this. Also, Entschuldigung, I'm sorry, I always speak English. Because I'm not used to speak uh, German no. when Richard is with me. Richard, is there never anyone on the phone Yes, I must explain. I did go to the university on two occasions in Volkshochschule to yeah. learn the language, yeah. I just thought I could go there and it would be so easy. I came home, sure, I didn't uh, study during the week probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, on the third occasion I went, this was a few years in between each, um, each course I went to. Each um, attempt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I met one of the teachers and she said, what are you doing here? Because I was in her previous class probably six years earlier. She <laughs> said, so I'm sorry, but, um, you know, no, it's a grammar. I never, vocabulary wasn't a problem. It was a grammar that really dirty das from basics onwards, yeah. Yeah, and of course, um, I didn't need to work. If you move here and you're yeah, looking yeah. for a job, it's essential to have the language. In my instance, this wasn't necessary, so this yeah, made me maybe a little lazy. And you know, with neighbours, most of them speaking uh, English, and I went to the Irish pub or wherever, um, people were speaking English. Not only did people speak English, but of course, as soon as they knew I was speaking English, they wanted to speak English with me. Yeah. They said, oh, it's really great, we can practice our English. And this is the reason why so many Austrian people, um, their English is not so special, because they don't have the opportunity to express themselves. Yeah, but later on, when we moved to, to um, Krumpendorf, somebody invited me to the uh, Manor Corps. They said, just come along and see what it's like. And of course, the first Prober, somebody stood up and said, we welcome a new member, Richard Gould, yeah. So I was in. Yeah, Genau, yeah. Um, I mean, this was quite difficult for me because language, of course, and mo or more than half, it was in dialect. Mm -hmm. So I used to take the music home to Isabella, she used to translate it. But, um, you know, in, in manor cores in Austria, you're singing either about love the forest, nature, drinking. So it wasn't, it wasn't so difficult to um, work out what we were singing about. <laughs> Half of the members spoke 
some if not uh, reasonable amount of English and I was really welcomed in their midst which was really really great. What was it like for you integrating Richard into your family and to the culture? Did you feel like you were responsible for Richard? Also man fühlt sich auf alle Fälle verantwortlich und das war eigentlich auch eines meiner größeren Bedenken, die ich hatte. Natürlich habe ich ihn am Anfang sehr ermuntert und so ermutigt, also um Englisch zu lernen, äh, um Deutsch zu lernen. Und dann ist es halt, hat sich herausgestellt, dass es tatsächlich unglaublich schwierig war, weil zum Beispiel meine Tochter und ich, wir haben auch versucht, ihn zu unterstützen, aber er hat null darauf reagiert. Also er wollte das eigentlich überhaupt nicht. Er hat uns voll auflaufen lassen. Wenn wir gesagt haben, hör mal, wir reden jetzt nur mehr Deutsch, dann äh, hat er nichts mehr geredet. I, I wouldn't know, even now, after 20 years, I would not know how I could have done it differently. Really not. Yeah. After a year, Lena said, Mama, give up. Give up. <laughs> also, unsere Enkelkinder zum Beispiel, die, die, die größere, größere, die siebenjährige Isabella, die uh, redet mit ihm mehr oder weniger fließend Englisch. Ja? Und das ist natürlich schon ein Vorteil. Mm. Und uh, das fand ich schon toll, wie der Richard das gemacht hat. Ich meine, abgesehen davon, der Richard hat nichts gemacht, er hat einfach nur Englisch geredet. <lacht> also, also war das eigentlich schwer. Und außerdem ist es auch so gewesen dann später, dass es immer auf mich zurückgefallen ist, dass der Richard Deutsch kann. Weil alle mir das übertragen haben. Ich, das wäre meine Aufgabe gewesen, dass er Deutsch redet. Und da bin ich richtig manchmal äußerst unfreundlich und unhöflich behandelt worden von, von, also bei seinen Bekannten, also mein, mehr natürlich. Die gesagt haben, ja, warum, warum spricht er denn nicht Deutsch? Ich meine, dafür, was, das könntest du doch, das hättest du doch eigentlich machen können. So ja, hätte ich, natürlich habe ich ja probiert, aber es ging nicht. Er hat zwar immer die größte Begeisterung gezeigt, aber sobald ich dann gesagt habe, Pass auf, und das musst du können. Ich habe zum Beispiel gesagt, pass auf, wir lernen jeden Tag nur eine Viertelstunde Deutsch. Dann hab ich habe begeistert, war begeistert. Dann habe ich gesagt, aber bis morgen solltest du versuchen, das und das zu, dir zu merken oder auch zu lernen. Und das hat er dann nicht gemacht. It's true, you got most of the criticism for me not yeah. speaking German, yeah. yeah. The number of times you had to explain. Ja, yeah, If you've been given an aura for every time you had to explain. Every time. Oft hat er auch das Glück gehabt, dass er sehr, sehr nette Leute getroffen hat, also die auch Englisch geredet haben, die ihm zum Beispiel auch im Finanzamt geholfen haben oder bei der Gebietskrankenkasse oder so. Ja, uh, you know? yeah, every time I have to fill out a form, even now, I go to Isabella and this, this can be quite annoying, she'll say, I mean, yeah, it's quite a pressure sometimes when I say, can you read this, because I want it read. Right away, of course. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the other thing. We are very different in this. Yeah. Uh, I'm very fast. Everything Isabella's not so... It's so. very slow, I would say. Okay, I was being yeah, kind to you. I know, yeah. And um, Richard was always so extremely ungeduldig. When I said, hör mal, mal, uh, I weiß das Wort nicht, then he hat not understood it. Because he thought, my English is so perfect, I can do everything so fließend. Alles machen. Das stimmt aber natürlich nicht. So, so weit, sobald es irgendeinen speziellen Bereich betrifft. Und uh, da, sind wir, da haben wir uns sehr oft gestritten, deswegen. 
jetzt war es oft so, die Situation, vor allem, wenn wir die Wohnung eingerichtet haben und so, oder die Küche. Und er wollte halt gerne das in seiner Sprache auch irgendwie äh, besser verstehen. Ne? Mhm. So, und dann äh, hat er gesagt, also bitte rede nicht Englisch, äh, Deutsch, genau. Dann ich also, bin ich daneben gestanden und habe nichts gesagt. So, jetzt waren oft die Verkäuferinnen aber nicht in der Lage, sehr gut Englisch zu reden. Und ich bin daneben gestanden und habe einen roten Kopf gekriegt, weil ich so gerne geholfen hätte. Und da habe ich ihm zuliebe dann eben nichts gesagt. Und irgendwann einmal habe ich dann plötzlich, hat es mir gereicht und dann habe ich doch Deutsch geredet. Und dann haben wir alles so dermaßen geistert angeschaut, wie ich das machen kann, daneben zu stehen, ungefähr 20 Minuten kein Wort zu sagen, obwohl die sich so abquälen mit dem Englisch. Also das waren so Situationen, die ich äh, sehr schwierig, als schwierig empfunden habe. Ich meine, you know, you didn't understand all what I said. No. Uh, I wasn't listening. Also, <lacht> this, this is the other thing, Miss Richard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, living, I mean, when we moved to Krumpendorf, it's a small village, and because there are only two other English people in Krumpendorf, so if you're being English, people get to know, oh, there's an English guy there, yeah? When we started going to church, the first occasion or second occasion... We met the priest there, and he speaks English, he likes red wine, so straight away we had a connection. Yeah, and, the, and, das, and das war auch das Interessante, was mich also am Anfang sehr, sehr schwierig für mich war. Der Richard, der hat ständig Leute eingeladen. Also ich war gar nicht dabei, und dann hat er gesagt, oh, come for dinner to whoever, yeah. And then he told me, oh, on Sunday lunchtime, there are four people coming. So, this is daughter, after I've been drinking yeah. often. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. This is, this is the difference between England, uh, English families and Austrian families. You don't often get invited into Austrian homes. The other thing is, in England, when I meet people, straight away I say, I'm Richard, whereas here they say, Herr, whoever it is, yeah. So straight away I, I broke down barriers. And uh, as Isabella said, inviting people back to lunch, Ja, das Sunday. war auch schwierig für mich dann. Weißt ja. du, wie, wie rede ich die Leute an? Der Richard, der redet natürlich you, you, so. Aber ich habe jetzt ganz wildfremde Leute von mir. Was sage ich denn jetzt? Sage ich jetzt sie? Sage ich jetzt du? Äh, das, manchmal war, das war oft sehr, sehr komisch. Ja, ja, Hallo Stefan, no, ja. I'm Richard. And straight away in our neighborhood, ja. some people started ja. addressing each other with Christian names. This is a formal country, isn't it? Wegen Richard kennen wir alle Leute in der ganzen Anlage. Man, yeah. Normalerweise wäre das so gewesen, du kennst die engsten Nachbarn rund um dich, im Haus, im Gleichen vielleicht noch. Und der Richard, der hat äh, alle gekannt. Also der ist egal, der hat Partys veranstaltet, wir haben Christmas-Partys gehabt und äh, wir haben, er hat ähm, ähm, Strand unten Partys gemacht. Es war also ständig was los und dann Leute haben mich gegrüßt in Grumpendorf, die ich überhaupt noch nie meiner Meinung nach gesehen habe und die aber bereits wussten, wer ich bin, weil der Richard alle kennt. Und ich bin ja et etwas introvertierterer Typ und für mich war das nicht einfach. Ich habe mich da völlig umstellen müssen. Mhm. It was more difficult for Lena, Isabella's daughter, oh, because yeah. on a Sunday she'd sort of come out about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and I'd say, oh, Lena, we've got some people coming to lunch today. God. What? She, Who? She, yeah. she oh. was so angry. I got this really from my family because they were very open. Mm -hmm. um, they were churchgoers and they used to invite people, visiting preachers or wherever, into the home. And for us, this was normal. Here, not so. Für uns war es normal, dass die Familie sich, sich trifft, natürlich zu allen Geburtstagen und so. Also wir haben ein sehr aufrechtes Familienleben, aber so mit 
nicht so viel mit, also hin und wieder Freunde wohl auch, aber eher selten eingeladen. So, man trifft sich in der Stadt auf einen Café und alles Mögliche, aber nicht daheim. Ja, und äh, außer wirklich gute Freunde natürlich. Ja, und das war echt schon komisch. Ja. I find this very interesting, Richard, because, uh, you know, we don't always think of the Brits as, as this open, welcoming Oh, really? Do you think that you're an exception to the rule, or is it more because you're from the countryside and that's maybe more of a city characteristic of... of no, Britain? I just see this as being a very British, yeah? yeah? No, I do. Rarely do you. Yeah. Maybe it's a culture I've grown up in. I do not... I don't think that. I think that he's a very open Englander. Also, extreme open Englander. I have this impression when I'm in England. Look at some of our friends in England. Yeah, but you know them since a long time. Yeah, okay. How long do you have to know somebody here before you're invited into their home? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, some, I mean, sometimes I hear that if, if you live next door to somebody, you're on formal terms often. Yeah. Uh, in England, it's very much Christian, Christian terms, Christian names. Obwohl ich englische Filme anschauen könnte und obwohl ich englische Bücher lesen könnte, habe ich dazu keine Lust. Ich mag das einfach nicht. Ich möchte gerne ein Buch in meiner Sprache lesen. Ist so. Und auch bei Filmen. Mir fehlt ein bisschen der kulturelle Aspekt. Wir können zu keiner Lesung gehen. Also wir haben in der Richtung eigentlich nicht viele Möglichkeiten. Also irgendwas gemeinsam zu besuchen. Theater ist schwierig. Also okay. Es gibt mittlerweile ja manchmal englische Untertitel oder so, also das geht dann schon. Aber so, solche Gemeinsamkeiten haben wir halt nicht. Das fehlt mir schon ein bisschen. Aber es gibt dafür wieder andere Sachen, die ich sonst nicht machen würde ohne ihn. I don't know if you're aware, there's an American and British club in Klagenfurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, started off after the war when the British servicemen were here. And uh, I mean, now there are probably 80 members in the British club. Half of them probably Austrian, <laughs> so that um, there are social events for English or British people or English-speaking people. I have to admit, if I had my time over again, although it's not too late to learn German, I would have spent far more and put more effort into learning the language. I mean, all sorts of things. You get the village um, magazine, you get the church magazine, and I have to keep on saying to Isabella, "Can you?" You never would have been able to read this. Why would have I learned the language? to read this, Richard. After 20 years. Because people, when I when we lived in Felden, people say, "How long have you lived here?" And I said, "One or two years." Oh, you have time to learn German. So we moved to Krumpendorf, and people said, "How long have you lived here, Richard, to learn German?" I say, "We've only lived in Krumpendorf one or two years." After 20 years now. It can become a bit embarrassing. <laughs> so do you find that you know a bit more of what's going on in England than in, than in Austria, or do you feel like you have a balance? As far as the news is concerned, yeah. I'm sure far more in England. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know a little about the politics here, and Isabella will often read out things from the newspaper. But um, um, I'm well abreast of English news. Ja, das ist interessant, weil ich habe ja sehr lange in München gelebt und ich habe sehr lange also das österreichische Fernsehen bevorzugt und auch natürlich so mich für österreichische Politik interessiert und so an. Und dann aber nach, ein, ich würde sagen, drei, vier Jahren 
Spätestens habe ich mich völlig umgestellt und habe mich eigentlich wirklich für, für Deutschland interessiert und habe mich auch also mehr, also ich würde jetzt nicht sagen als Deutsche gefühlt, aber ich war deutsch, währenddem der Richard völlig britisch geblieben ist. Also da gibt es gar nichts, was österreichisch ist bei ihm. Also er, würde, meine, er interessiert sich schon natürlich für österreichische äh, Politik, weil ich ihm natürlich auch viel erzähle und, und so, also das ist schon keine Frage, aber er ist immer Engländer. In the English news, you rarely read about Austria. Even with COVID, they quote all the other countries in Europe. And every time Austria is left <laughs> yes. out, this really annoys me. So I <laughs> yeah. feel half Austrian, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially where it's the start. Er sagt das, ja. Yeah. Aber ich, ich empfinde das nicht so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've been somewhat responsible for um, introducing British things to Isabella, such as we always have to. I always like it if Isabella would sit down and watch the um, the boat race from England, the, the, the Grand National Royal, royal <laughs> Events. Yeah. This is something which you're, you've yeah. really been introduced. I mean, when we go I, to England, we've been I've, we've been to the House of Commons, we've been to Buckingham Palace, we've been to Windsor Castle, all these national treasures. But it's something I think you've really. Yeah, for me it was very strange at the beginning. The English uh, culture. Yeah. yeah. Traditions. The Queen and so, you know, I was not so a fan of uh, all these things. And look, it, now uh, I, I understand it schon better. Okay. I'm a bit of a royalist, aren't I? Yeah, yeah uh, and so this was, das war schwer für mich, das zu, zu, zu verstehen. Also das uh, kann ich heute noch nicht so ganz verstehen, aber ist das ein Teil von ihm. Was ich gerne habe, ist auch zum Beispiel, ähm, ich habe irgendwie in unserem Haus das Gefühl von mehr Offenheit, Freiheit, äh, durch dieses Englische, weißt du, das ständig kommen irgendwelche Telefongespräche rein von den Kindern, von ihm oder so, es, es läuft englisches Fernsehen und ich habe irgendwie das Gefühl, nicht so ein beengtes Gefühl dadurch, also ich weiß nicht, wie ich das besser beschreiben soll, ich habe irgendwie das Gefühl, ich kann atmen, ja, was ich oft nicht konnte, schon in meiner Kindheit habe ich oft das Gefühl gehabt von einer extremen Einengung durch die Leute, durch die Sprache und das habe ich da mit ihm verloren. Clothing, yes. Everyone wore jeans. You go to your doctor, he's wearing jeans, your dentist is wearing jeans. And when I first met Isabella, I thought I'll start a new tradition in England. So I, I wore jeans to work one day with a, a jacket, yeah. And somebody said, oh, your day off today. <laughs> and I said to our insurance broker, I said, uh, he said, why are you wearing jeans? I said, yeah, people do this in Austria. I said, uh, he said, Richard, he said, forget it. This will never catch on in England. And he, he was right. <laughs> okay, more people don't wear ties in England now, but jeans, for the adults to wear jeans was... That's funny. I, I, I noticed this right away here. Yeah. You know, for Americans as well, you dress more formally for work and you're more casual for yeah. uh, social life. Quite. But in here, it's more, it's different. You yeah. don't dress up for work, but you dress up for the social life. Yeah. Like I yeah. was always underdressed for going to the theater or going to even out for dinner or something. It's, but I kind of like it. It's like, yeah, you get dressed yeah. up for what you care about. You yeah. don't, not that you don't care about your work, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. If you go to dinner or in a restaurant, you'll dress up, yeah? One of the things that impressed me was the strength of family life here, you know, between grandparents, parents, children. I mean, in Isabella's family, we celebrate every birthday, whether it's um, uh, sisters or 
uh, nieces, nephews. Yeah. <laughs> we always come together. Yeah. In England, maybe it's not, we're not so close. I like the fact that shops aren't open on a Sunday here. Um, whether you're a church girl or not, I think it's uh, a good way of um, the family doing things together. I feel very much at home here. It didn't take me that long before I regarded living in Austria as my home. No, there, there have only been one or two people who have said, you know, the, the question of the language is really a, a big criticism for them, but 99% um, of the people, they've welcomed me with open arms, and um, I've got as many, if not more, Austrian friends here than, than English um, contacts. And that I'm very grateful for. In unserer nächsten Folge werden wir eine wunderbare Künstlerin auf ihrem Weg von Den Haag nach Klagenfurt begleiten. We're totally open for comments and feedback at corinthagration at gmx.at. Rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe to this episode. Corinthagration. Strangers in Paradise. Strangers in Paradise? Mm-hmm.